and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, and I am super excited to have on this Sunday morning, Dr. Robert Kiltz on our show. He is going to be discussing his journey of how a fertility doctor, of which he still is, um, transitioned to a carnivore keto diet himself and now actually promotes it to his patients. So he's reversed a lot of diseases himself that he's going to share with you some of the things that he had before he went carnivore keto. And um, now he talks talks to his patients about it. So as you know, we've talked many times about different diets, and we've had Dr. Sean Baker on our, on our podcast before, early on in our podcast a few years ago, um, discussing the carnivore diet. And Carnivore, red meat especially, has been vilified for years. The saturated fat thing, it was all actually a lie that increased um, the risk of cardiovascular disease. So we're going to get into some of that too today. And without further ado, Dr. Kiltz, welcome to our show. John, thank you so much. Really a pleasure to be here and sharing these ideas. So tell us your story about what, how a fertility doctor personally went carnivore and then went um started recommending carnivore to his patients. Went to the dark side. Well, I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised. Uh, I was a street kid, uh, kicked out of school, couldn't read in a gang at one point. My father in jail, he deserved it and he healed from that. And uh, But I had uh, ADHD and OCD and, and migraines since I was a little child and bowel problems. You know, she took uh, drugs and you know, Pepto-Bismol and Rolaids and, and, uh, and uh, et cetera and forever and didn't think much about it. I became a doctor, thankfully, or luckily, uh, a lot of work because I couldn't read very well. But uh, my sister had diabetes since age four, and I, uh, she was uh, three years older than, than uh, I am. And uh, I saw the suffering, and I became a doctor, and I learned the standard uh, way that uh, pretty much diet doesn't matter. And I'm a Mediterranean, upbringing Italian, love all the foods. But um, through my 40s and early 50s, I had a ton of bowel bleeding, uh, migraines, arthritis, psoriasis, kidney stones, and all of that. And uh, about 20 years ago, I started integrating Eastern medicine into my medical practice. I'm a fertility specialist. That's pretty much all I do. Western trained, uh, integrate IVF surgeries and, and drugs to help people get pregnant. Many of my patients, uh, when I, I integrated um, massage, acupuncture, meditation, prayer, and those sort of things, a number of them were starting this diet called paleo. And I was like, what is paleo diet? I had no idea. But if someone's getting pregnant on something, I was always interested in what they were doing so I could learn many things that I put, put into our practice or from my patients, including acupuncture, massage, and those sort of things. And I, I read about paleo, and then I read about keto, and then I, I tripped the upon carnivore and I got better on, on, I did Atkins for a while. Then I, but then I, for weight loss, for looking good and all that stuff. And I exercise like crazy. But the moment I went, um, went from Atkins then to paleo and keto and I found carnivore, my diseases were gone in one month. I stopped exercising and I never felt better in my life. Now for the last year I do light exercise, weightlifting, but I eat uh, steak and eggs every day. I typically do one meal a day. And my job as a doctor is to help my patients. And if I've got a secret that'll get them a baby or healthy without me, it's my job to share it with them. And so I'm inspired every day to help people that are hurting with simple nutritional advice that is a game changer. It's opposite than anything I've learned or been taught to share. 
And I've been chastised. I've been uh, uh, reported to the medical board, uh, to the hospital, and I've been told to be quiet. That only tells me, because so many people are getting better on this, speak up, shout it out. And uh, I've written a number of books, and I do podcasting and online all day long. And so um, how did I get here? God only knows. Well, did you ever think that a diet, you know, being trained as we both are, you know, me in pharmacy and you in medicine, Western-type treatments, did you ever think that changing your diet would actually reverse psoriasis and and um, all these GI drugs and symptoms that we, or GI symptoms that we have that we prescribe drugs for? Did you ever think a diet would change that? No, my patients would tell me they've got celiac disease and I would kind of, you know, behind the scenes roll my eyes because I didn't understand it, so I didn't believe it, right? Doctors are highly um, judgmental against our patients, by the way. And we often say, well, I'm the doctor. and uh, But I, I learned long ago, well, let me listen. I listen to my patients incessantly. If they've got an idea, um, I'm now open to that. And uh, no, I, I, I didn't think that this could be the magic, but it is the magic. And I would say uh, plants are predators. In a high-protein, low-fat diet is deadly. You must eat the fat first. That's the healing power of, of nutrition. So tell us how you have changed people's lives with fertility specifically and how diet affects that so much. Well, being infertile, um, not getting pregnant or getting pregnant, miscarrying or having late losses or early losses or chromosomal or genetic abnormalities I believe are all related to inflammation. And um, as, as I begin to share this more and more, people suddenly pad their babies. But fertility is no different than diabetes, hypertension, cancer, stroke, or IBS, or any of the disease. So think of yourself as a Ferrari. Um, the brakes go, the carburetor goes, the, 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 the electrical system goes, the paint job goes but they're all related to inflammation. It's either heat or it's some outside environmental factor um, like, like dust, dirt, pollen, sugar. Uh, all these things are damaging the body like the car and being infertile is no different. It's just the ovaries, the, the testicles, the sperm, the egg, the embryo are somehow damaged in something mysterious or you're, you have some anatomic defect that you were born with or developed after you were born due to a incorrect environment for the Ferrari. And basically we're feeding on sugar, which is never required in the human diet. And when I learned that, I'm like, whoa, sugar plants are never required. And, and the hard part is when I say sugar, people think of white stuff, but they must think of plants, all plants, the, the root, the seed, the nut, the, the stem, the, the branches, the leaves, the flowers, every bit of a plant is a sugar particle, 99%. And they are antigenic. And sugars are very, very inflammatory if you eat them. And, and so, you know, I'm the science, I'm a scientist, I'm a researcher, I read everything. I want to know why. And when I finally figured out that plants were killing me, and they're killing you and your your egg sperm embryos. I was like, we got to share this. And the why part of it, well, it's just another disease. 
And none of us want to be diseased. We want to live a happy, joyous, long life. Well, when we think about how plants are designed, um, I mean, a perfect example is um, any kind of spicy plant. So let's just say anything like a, like a jalapeno pepper. Uh, I mean, a jalapeno pepper has capsaicin in it, which is what causes the um, hotness in a pepper, uh, which was which was that 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 sclovian unit scale is actually designed by a pharmacist. I don't know if anybody if you guys know that uh, interesting story. But so uh, a jalapeno pepper was the reason it has capsaicin in it is so animals don't eat it. And a lot of plants are that way. A lot of plants have poisons in them. Um, so animals don't eat them. In medical school, so I grew up in LA. My my uh, my my first wife was was uh, Mexican. I'm Mexican. Her father was a chef, and he taught me how to make everything Mexican. I loved it. And I used to sell salsa in medical school. And I was always the, the one that, that cooked the great Mexican meals, and they're always spicy. And yet, we never linked any of that. Like here we are, these smart doctors, right? We didn't link one bit of that to potentially diseases we are learning to treat. And you're right, plants have been around for some number longer than anything you know. And they're just another organism and, and that wants to survive. Between bacteria, yeast, microbes, uh, viruses, and plants, um, we all exist together. And we all, they want, we want to thrive, survive, and reproduce. And so they create the mechanisms in order to uh, control us and kill us. And so if you think about it, we stand in long lines for plant products. We inject it, we smoke it, we sniff it, we rub it all over our body and we eat it. And the plants are the predators and we are the absolute prey. Well, there's some truth to that. And if you look at most all drugs, I wouldn't say most all drugs, but many, many <clears throat> drugs, a large percentage of them, they come from plant sources whether it be cocaine, whether it be nicotine, whether it be digoxin, whether it be aspirin. And um, those drugs are poisons. So if eaten the right amount of those plants, they are poisonous. And I think they're, I, I think they are meant to be medicinal and for us to be used. I think they were created that way, but I think we have to be careful about how much of it we ingest. Well, and the hard part is, is so peanuts kill people all day long. Anaphylactic reactions and, and plants are highly antigenic. So are bee stings, highly antigenic. And if you have an anaphylactic reaction, you may be dead fast if you don't have access to uh, medical care fast. And, and so fatty ribeye steak, how many people do you know who have had an anaphylactic reaction to that? None. None. And, and so when I learned that everything about supplements and vitamins and minerals and all this stuff we, and antioxidants, it's, it's a theory. None of it's knowingly true. It's our theory to sell something like Bitcoin shit. I'm sorry. Right, right. No, <laughs> maybe it's an empty box, but we keep on putting our, we put our, our, our money into it, right? We, we put our hard earned money into healthcare, which is which is deteriorating our communities. Healthcare debt is the leading reason for bankruptcy. And let's let's piggyback on that. Over fifty percent of those people that have 
that go bankrupt from healthcare debt actually have health insurance. I love oh. to qualify that because we always get talked about how the answer is for the government to give out healthcare to everybody. That's not the answer because most of those people are already insured. Well, we give the advice that gets us sick and then we hand out the, the, the medical care that keeps you controlled because, because the diseases we treat are chronic and we don't know the cause and it's a lifelong disease. Right now I'm a cancer survivor. Well, what if all disease is a poison cause, right? You're just simply poisoned by something. If you remove the poison, you are no longer diseased. And so that's the magic of the story, right? Let's see, um, you know, poison control doesn't say, well, they're, they're, they have lifelong XYZ poisoning, right? I mean, some people will get the damage that may be lifelong, depending on the, 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 the significance of the damage, but we are simply poisoning ourselves via a plant-based low animal fat diet. And let's also hit on that. What are your thoughts about um, processed foods? Let's not just pick on plants. What about processed foods? I only eat processed foods. So define that. Well, I don't hunt or kill or cure or dress my meat. It's all processed by someone. So ultimately, processed foods are in everything we consume. You're not building your house or your hut. You're not hunting for your food. So it's processed by someone in some way. But ultimately, um, the it's not processed foods that are killing us. It's plants. That's that's as simple as that, right? If it's if it's baked in a in a in a bread, or if it's simply uh, a Wheaties or 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 some sort of a, of a, a of a nut cereal that you think is good for you, it's not. That the poisons are in the plant, and in some ways. The, the, the white flour may be less antigenic than the whole wheat is. And that's a crazy concept for most of us because we somehow think, well, well, you know, processed food is bad and fresh fruits and vegetables are good. But the fresh fruits and vegetables are highly contaminated with bacteria, yeast and viruses. They're recalled all the time. I call them dirty toilet, nature's toilet paper. And, and ultimately, the, the heroin, cocaine, marijuana, cyanide, nicotine, caffeine, and many other thousands of other chemicals that plants make are in the plants. So I don't know that it matters if it's ultra highly processed, but that's kind of part of our marketing. Well, if it's not processed, it's good. It's fruits and vegetables and lean beef, chicken, white, white chicken, boneless, skinless, which has no fat and no value in my opinion. Well, and I guess your point with the processing is, is that basically if we eat meat, it's less processed than something that's put into a bag or a box. Yeah. I mean, if it's a bag or a box or it's got a label, I don't eat it. Um, and in my opinion, so, you know, eggs, and, I mean, butter certainly, but you know, you know where to get your butter. If you get local, it's always best. But, you know, some people can't get that and they go to Walmart or they get a price chopper and, you know, they can ask the butcher, hey, listen, do you have any, you know, leftover uh, organ meats or, you know, cheap organ meats and cheap uh, fat that you're going to throw away all day long? 
you got to get to know your butcher because your butcher is actually your best doctor, healthcare provider. That's the one thing I think is important. So, I mean, do I eat a cookie, cake, or ice cream from time to time? Sure, I do. Might I eat, you know, a little kale or Brussels sprouts? Almost never. You know, those are the things in salad. Almost never. Uh, I did have some squash soup and a little bit of of uh, noodles on Thanksgiving and a pumpkin pie. But I'm also not neurotically crazy where I could never eat it because I think we can go to we can go to both sides on this, which I think are are a little a little uh, extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Well, speaking of kale, I think kale. I don't know how it got to be such a superfood, labeled a superfood. It is one of the least nutritionist foods around. There, there is literally nothing in kale. I mean, seriously. The kale is deadly. I used to love kale and Brussels sprouts. And, you know, I, I saute olive oil and garlic. And then I, I, I'd cut it up nicely and saute it and, and have this healthy meal. Until I learned about paleo, keto, carnivore and the understanding about the the deadly nature of plants, I'm like, I'm an idiot. And, and fiber is particularly deadly because it fuels the microbes in the bowels. See, the microbes in the bowels are not supposed to be there in any significance. This probiotic stuff is, uh, is like Bitcoin. We're convinced that it's so important, but it's deadly in my opinion. The glycobiome, the glycobiome is the sugar layer that protects every nook and cranny of our body. It's the mucopolysaccharide layer that protects our bowels, our teeth, our gums, our tonsils, our esophagus, everything. And when it's damaged, your diseases go up and death may ensue faster than you know. And, and so people don't understand the function of glucose and sugars, glycans. And that's a whole other scientific endeavor that uh, ask 99% of doctors and they have no, they've never heard of the glycobiome. They've heard of the microbiome because there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. And interesting enough, they can be bad, bad one day and good the next. Uh, so something's wrong on this story. So tell us about fiber again. So, cause one thing we're, we're, we're taught is to prevent colon cancer, we need to have fiber. Well, if that's the case in a carnivore diet, we don't get fiber. So tell us about the studies with fiber and colon cancer. Burkett, who wrote about Burkett's lymphoma, wrote a story about big shit. And um, he thought that was really important. And uh, adding a lot of fiber to your diet would make bigger stool. And um, somehow uh, a group of other scientists thought this sounds great. We got all this fiber laying around from seed oil making. So let's have a way to sort of pawn it off to the, um, the masses. And basically fiber... As they say, it's non-digestible, poorly digestible, but in fact, it feeds the microbes. The microbes feed on sugars. Fiber is just another sugar. It's a long chain carbon particle that the microbes love. The microbes, uh, bacteria and yeast, uh, they make heat, alcohol, aldehydes, and methane gas out of sugars. That's called alcohol. That's called a brewery. Um, uh, spontaneous uh, alcoholic syndrome or brewery, microbrewery, um, it's happening in our teeth, in our gums, again, all over an epi epithelial um, layer of our body. Um, and so fiber is just like steel wool. Why would you put it in your gut? And um, again, when I, when I went carnivore and lost all the plant material 
And so thus no more fiber. Number one, kidney stones gone. My bowel bleeding and hemorrhoids gone. And I suffered. I mean, I had 911 blood in the, in the bowl. And I'm like, and they'd see me and they'd say, oh, it's just hemorrhoids. And I'd be like, well, I, like I was going to die. People die probably of bleeding from hemorrhoids. And there's too much, too much false science based on the marketing of the, of, it's, it's another research institute like um, FTX and FTT. We have been duped by the scientists, which are manipulated by the marketers who want to keep us meek. And the way to get to be the master is eat the meat. Fatty meat makes masters and mush makes us meek. And fiber is just another line. Again, maybe the people that share it, they just, why, why we're so unwilling to step back and say, well, maybe let's do a proper study and see. Well, Metamucil and every other right. doctor's recommendation. I mean, I mean, how can I be? I will never admit I'm wrong. Never. That's what modern medicine science is, right? And look at all the trouble we get ourselves into, which is killing. And likely the COVID conundrum is because of extreme inflammation due to a high plant-based, low animal fat diet. So we make the recommendations for everyone to eat, eat plants and don't eat fat, by the way. So you now inflame everyone. So they get exposed to probably a minor virus that has turned out to be a major killer of the world. Now tell us about saturated fat, red meat and cardiovascular disease. Well, the, 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 um, fat heart hypothesis that's been around forever. And, you know, we, we are highly judgmental against fat obesity. And so it's easy to make fat as the culprit and fat gets the blame of what sugar does. So ultimately, who do you know that's eating a high fat diet? Nobody. They're eating plants and lean meat and not much red meat. And everyone is getting sicker. And the, the, the diabetes, hypertension, cancer, stroke, and heart disease are all on the rise. Although maybe we've tamed heart disease a little bit, but I think there's a manipulation there because uh, I've seen too many young people just drop dead of cardiovascular disease. And so no one eats fat, but somehow it got the blame because all protein and all sugars, so all plants and all, all animal meat without the fat is converted to fat in the liver. So we blame fat for the cause, sugar caused. Your cells are made of fat. Basically, we just dissolve in water if we didn't have fat as the primary building block of every cell of our body. And so, again, it's just another, I don't know if I call it propaganda or, uh, um, uh, let's see, cognizant dissonance. We've been so brainwashed with one idea that we just won't lose it. And so because we like heroin, cocaine, marijuana, caffeine, and nicotine so much, we won't admit that we're wrong because we're addicted to it. So ultimately addiction, and addiction is basically the love of something your body doesn't need. And, and everything we consume in this world is basically um, an addiction, even stuff, right? We don't need much stuff. We should live like the ancient Aboriginals in Australia. Amazing culture that was primarily a hunter, but they also had ancient agriculture. They knew how to control the environment. So, you know, is it you can't eat any plants? Well, maybe you can, 
but not the way we're doing it today without eating fat. So the cause of heart disease is simple. Plants are carbs, are sugars that cause glycation. Glycation is the, the chronic rusting of every nook and cranny of your body, which causes damage, that causes dysfunction and failure of cells, organs, limbs, and life. And so my sister died of diabetes. She was recommended by the American Diabetic Association uh, to eat plants and just cover it with insulin. Had she been simply taught to eat fatty meat, my, my nutritional recommendation, I call it the baby's diet. I'll show you if you can see this. It's bacon, eggs, butter, beef, kilts as ice cream and salt, one meal a day. And, uh, and, and that's, if we were taught to eat that way and focus on fat, we would be better. And, and so, well, cholesterol, it, it clogs the arteries. Well, it doesn't. It's trying to repair the damaged arteries because the arteries and vessels and cells are made of fat. But sugar caused the damage. Sugar robbed the bank, but fat got caught. And it's easy to blame fat people for all the problems. I'm sorry. Genetically, we're predisposed to get fat. And if you don't get fat, you're, you're fertilizer fast. See, the genes to get fat are good genes. So we made a, we made a science of, of all these hormones. Well, it's not your problem. It's a hormonal problem. It's not. It's the wrong nutrition for a human Ferrari. That's the simple answer. Well, and, you know, our bodies are created wonderfully to store energy. And that's one of the reasons it stores fat. So if we have excess sugar, um, excess calories, we're going to store it as fat. Uh, well, 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 that might be wrong, all right? I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. And this is a hard one, all right? Do you know any chronic liver failure patients? I mean, not personally, no. I mean, are, yeah, they, are they skinny or are they fat? Yeah, usually they're skinny, right? They're skinny. They're emaciated. They have no yeah. subcutaneous fat. Yeah. Type 1 diabetics, are they fat or skinny? Type or 1 skinny. Are fat, skinny Type before they get insulin, right? That's correct. So, so why do they become emaciated as a liver failure patient? Because they can't make fat. They have insulin and they have sugars floating everywhere. See, everyone thinks that sugar is the energy. It's not. Fat is the only energy. That's why anorexics drop dead fast because they're missing the only energy for the mitochondria. It's acetyl-CoA and acetyl-CoA comes from fat and that is it. But insulin resistance doesn't exist. That's my other conundrum. Okay. So if everyone that eats plants, plants break down to complex and simple sugars, which break down to, Glucose, fructose, glucose, galactose, and all the other sugars, right? Sugars go to the hepatic portal system. In the hepatic portal system in the liver, insulin is quickly shuttled to the liver. And insulin's job is to convert sugars to fat. If you do not do that, you die. And type 1s die like that. In a liver failure patients will do the same. Do we feed any of our patients? We don't. 
So if you are never fed fat, you're always fed lean protein, which breaks down to amino acids. Amino acids go to the hepatic portal system where they go to the liver via insulin in the liver, they're converted to fat. So again, hepatic encephalopathy is caused by high proteins, amino acids, okay? And high sugars. So almost all liver failure patients get diabetes. Did you know that? Um, I didn't. I, may, I, I just haven't dealt with a patient in a while, but that makes well, sense. But, but again, most see, everyone thinks keto means you burn sugar and then you burn fat. But you never burn fat. I mean, uh, sugar. You never do. Cancer cells are the only cells that survive in the human body that can temporarily use glucose in the cytoplasm. And they're all, not all cells are capable of doing that. And so these are kind of crazy concepts. But if you stop a type 2 diabetic from eating carbohydrates at all, diabetes almost goes away. Absolutely. Okay. I, 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 before the show, I was discussing with you how I got into an argument with a cardiologist about that, um, how you can't reverse type 2 diabetes. And I said, he goes, because, well, not all type 2 diabetes are type 2 diabetics are obese. That, that's true. But diabetes is a carbohydrate metabolism problem. It's, if you have type 2 diabetes and you stop eating carbs, your diabetes will go away, correct? Okay, so liver. So think of the liver, okay? See, the liver is critical for conversion of sugars to fat. If you lose 25% of your liver's capacity to do that, you're going to spill sugars beyond the liver circulate right and since most people eat how many meals a day three right at least three or more or more okay so right. if you're three eating packs. three or more meals a day which is mostly what carbohydrates carbohydrates carbohydrates, carbohydrates. Okay. carbohydrates. so so glucose fructose galactose mannose, N-acetylglucosamine, N-acetylgalactosamine. There are many, many, many sugars. See, we are honed in on glucose, but just say glycans. They're the sugars, right? So when you eat the plants, how long does it take to digest all of the plants that you've eaten three times a day or more for every day of your life? Is your bowel ever empty of plants digesting? We just talked about fiber. No, because you it, can't even digest it. Okay, so... If you're never empty of sugars in your bowels, are you always secreting sugar into your hepatic portal bloodstream? Yeah, if the plants are there, correct. Okay, so so if sugar is secreted in your bloodstream, what hormone must be secreted if you have elevated sugars in your bloodstream? Insulin. Okay, so insulin is secreted because you are always have sugars in your bowels. So how is that insulin resistance? I see what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, look, it's it's really, Occam's razor says the simple answer is the one. No such thing as insulin resistance. Sugars are never the mitochondrial energy fatty acids are, even in the brain and your muscles. But when you consume sugar, does it make you feel good? It does. It's an opiate receptor stimulator. This is old science. So since you think 
It's your energy because suddenly you're energized. It's not. It's like cocaine. It's an epinephrine stimulator. It increases heart rate. It increases vascular blood flow in certain areas, right? And so ultimately, you and I have been duped. Insulin resistance is not true because what we do is we throw more, more insulin at people or, 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 or insulin or glucose-lowering drugs their way, thinking the solution is just another drug. But the solution is simple. One meal a day. I don't care if you're a vegan, vegetarian, or Mediterranean. One meal a day. Cook well, the and, Yeah, that's a good point of, of fasting because if you and, and this is my whole point with diabetes. If somebody's a type two diabetic, if you want to show how your diet can affect your diabetes, fast for 48 hours. Drink water, you know, fast for 48 hours. I guarantee you your blood glucose is gonna go down. And that is proof right there that diet does affect and can reverse your type 2 diabetes, correct? Okay. Type 1 diabetes is a disease of no insulin. Correct. Everything else is simply a poisoning from plants. It's an alcoholic syndrome. You are not diabetes. Let's just say we've missed the boat here. We call it type 2 diabetes like type 1 and type 2 are even related. They're not related. Mm -hmm. Completely unrelated, right? You're simply, you're, 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 it's like poisoning, right? If, if I gave you uh, some chemical that some corporation made and fed it to you every day, right? You wouldn't say you have X, Y disease. You are poisoned, right? Right. And so diabetes type one, by the way, is caused by a plant-based low animal fat diet. Lectins, oxalates, phytates cause damage in the islet cells of the pancreas, which, which call on the immune system to come and save the day. But the combination of the lectins, oxalates, phytates, and likely other antigens from plants, and maybe some viruses and microbes will throw in there too, but your immune system is always on hyper alert. Uh, the histamines and, and all the other cytokines, and we'll go down the list. It's a complicated story, but it's simple. Stop eating plants and you will become the true predator, the lion, and not the plant predator. That's right. That's a good point. I never heard that analogy. And, and it, 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 I think it's true. So tell us a little bit about your fertility clinic. Well, CNY Fertility, I started it um, in 1997 in upstate New York. I'm from Los Angeles. I practiced at Dalton Bates in, uh, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, uh, Oakland area for a couple of years. And then I came here. I live in Skinny Outs Lake. And I started CNY Fertility in um, 97. And uh, we've grown to, um, we're in Colorado Springs and Sarasota, Florida, uh, upstate New York, Albany, Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. Uh, we see people from around the globe. We are... Um, one of the most affordable IVF centers in, in the world, if not the most affordable in America's for sure. Uh, we integrate Eastern and Western practices of faith and food and uh, fertile fitness. Um, I blog and I write, I share um, in order to help people find health and wellness naturally. But if they need Western medicine, we do surgeries and IVF and, and immunologic treatments. So reproductive immunology is something that I've been practicing for a number of years because I've come to realize 
that the immune system is killing us because we're placing into our body immense amounts of immunogenic causing particles. And if we simply stop doing that, we might be healthier. Yeah, for sure. So you talked a little bit about this earlier, B-E-B-B-I-S. What is that? Well, uh, I like acronyms in, in life and medicine. We're all about acronyms. But right, we are. So, so I'm, I'm a simple guy. What's a simple way to remember the things that are likely good for us, whether it's reproduction or it's about winning a gold medal somewhere or simply uh, uh, building a, a great a great art project. You want to be the healthiest. Um, and the baby's way is basically bacon, eggs, butter, beef. I love ice cream and salt. And look, this isn't meant to be a cheat or, 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 or in any way diminish uh, the, taking care of ourselves because life is we, we drive cars, fly planes, skateboards, skiing. We do many things that are dangerous to our health and wellness. So to say you can never have sugar, I mean, come on, I don't live that way. Um, but uh, bacon and eggs, butter beef is just like a magical way to help people in the baby's way. The babies, ultimately reproduction is the most important thing. Everything we do is about reproduction. And so uh, whether it's the lion's way, the baby's way, uh, or, or you know, steak and eggs, but even just fatty steak is all you need. But I have fun with this. Plus, I've, I've got an ice cream recipe, which is so simple. You can just Google me on uh, on YouTube and look at my ice cream uh, recipe. Cool. Is, it low, is it low sugar? Well, it's either no sugar or whatever sugar you want. You're in control of the sugar. Yeah, right. uh, it's eggs. It's cream, eggs a little bit of vanilla bean or a little bit of chocolate, the real dark, you know, again, this is not meant to be your three meal a day. You can yeah, maybe right. have it once or twice a week. See the, the problem is we've created party, a party life atmosphere every day. We're supposed to live in the temple, stay home, connect with your family, your partner, your loved ones, your children, right? Make a, a, a beautiful meal at home. But, Get rid of the salad, the fruit, the fiber, the vegetables, the seeds and nuts of any frequency or significance. Like Thanksgiving, it's once a year, the, the meal, be yeah. thankful every day. But yes, okay, have some stuffing and have some pumpkin pie and some, some asparagus or whatever you're having from time to time. But every day is the deadly way. That's the real problem right. here. That's it. That's right. That's right. We need to eat to live. Don't live to eat. That's right. So I eat one meal a day. Why one meal a day? Because I don't need more than that. And even if you're carnivore and you're eating like a grazing animal, that's not good. See, the bowels want to digest and rest. They want to be cleansed, put all the fat and the proteins, amino acids into your body and be done with it. See, we have a... Well, if you think about how, as a hunter-gatherer society, we lived centuries ago... Um, you know, you would have a big feast once or twice a week after a big hunt. And you might eat a few things between those two day, a few days, but you would eat and fast a lot. You would eat a lot and then fast a lot. Fasting is a spiritual experience. It's critical for all of us in life. We need to fast more. Now, that's why I recommend 23 and 1 every day because we've made food to be entertainment but it's fueling the mission of your life. Right. If you're fat, you're fertile and fit. 
you've got plenty of calories to get you days, weeks, and even months. So right. when, when we realize that fat is the fuel, never sugar, sorry, never glucose. Uh, glucose is just another glycan that's critical for glycosylation. And so basically we make proteins out of amino acids and we glycosylate them for their functionality. Without it, you die. And so eat less frequently. Your body's like, it's, it's like purring. I can go days without food. And in the ancient time, you are hunting. It's either food, reproduction, or shelter. That's, that's what it was all about. And so the problem with today is our abundance and access. I don't hunt. I, you know, I, I often will just go online, order it, it's delivered. I don't have to go anywhere. And so that's the magic of our, of our world today. It's too easy. Hard, hard builds the, the, the strength of life in the very best. And if it's hard, you look forward to it. That's what I do every day. Oh, my God, it's going to be a tough day. Oh, my God, what a wonderful thing that I have to look forward to. That's right. That's right. So, Dr. Kiltz, thank you for your time today. If anybody has any questions, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, if you go to my website, drkiltz.com, cmifertility.com, or Instagram, YouTube, all those, I'm live at 5 every morning Eastern time on both my YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, CNY, and Dr. Kiltz sites. People ask me questions every day. And they just go to my Instagram. They throw out questions, concepts, ideas, or they might even tell me I'm an idiot, which I say you're right every day. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're all out there. And, and you could go to Amazon and buy my books on keto, carnivore. I have probably about five or six books there that I just love to share ideas. And um, we're, we're all in this journey together. And whether you're a vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, pescatarian, or carnivorian, God is within all of us and we need to learn from each other. And that's so important to do. I appreciate you. I love it. I love it, Dr. Kill. Thank you so much. You've helped us realize our goal today on Health Solutions, which is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. So I really appreciate you. I am going to be in Buffalo in May. Um, I don't know how far away you'll be. You said your clinic's kind of close, maybe close. Well, I have a clinic in Buffalo, so maybe uh, shoot me a text. Uh, I will. So people Google I will do that. I'd, love, I'd love to see you in May. So yeah, I'd love cool. to love to connect. 315-416-9872 and Jake's a good connect and helps us with all this. But really you're right. We are empowering the community to take charge of their own health and wellness. Your doctor could be your best friend, but the advice that most of us give is incorrect. Now there are times you need your doctor, right? I'm not listen, we need, but we can all learn. Maybe there's a different way on this journey through health and wellness. And like you, you uh, help with pharmaceuticals are critical. Um, I, I use them all the time because there's a place and a space for all of it. But boy, carnivore is kick-ass amazing. Absolutely. Diet is so important. So thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners and viewers, for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Thursday. Uh, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be back on our regularly scheduled uh, midweek podcast. So thank you for tuning in today. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. <laughs>